When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Welcome back, Ram fans. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Mark from Rams Up. It's another sad Rams podcast coming at you. Rams fall to the Cowboys 43-20. Pretty dismal performance. Started out kind of promising. Cowboys first possession. Rams getting pressure on Dak Prescott. Got a couple of sacks. Might have been a third. And then the refs stepped in and helped the Cowboys along and later on helped the Cowboys defense with a non-call on Cooper Cup. But that's all in the first few minutes. By the end of this game, it was clear the Rams did not deserve to win and any help the refs were going to provide either team was going to be irrelevant. Rams were not ready to play this game. Now, the question is, how much of it is due to the fact that for the second week in a row, the Opposition has a bye week coming off a bye to play our team. 
and the Cowboys at home nonetheless. That's a significant advantage, and maybe that had a lot to do with what we saw today. There were moments where the Rams running game and a couple times even the passing game looked good. There was times where our defense stepped up and played well for a handful of downs. Got after Dak Prescott. We had the tipped ball and the interception by Jordan Fuller. A couple of field goals by our new kicker. And Matthew Stafford had a couple of beautiful throws. But all in all, it didn't work for the Rams today on offense or defense. Breakdowns on both sides of the ball. Breakdowns basically with every unit at one point or another. I'm going to take a different tact than I usually do with this podcast because, hey, maybe that's what we need to do to change the Rams' luck here a little bit, get them rolling. I'm going to take a good, bad, and ugly approach. There was only a couple of good things I have to report, really. We may have found our kicker. Lucas Haversick hitting a 33-yarder and a 47-yarder. That 47-yarder pretty meaningless, and as we were watching that game, my special assistant and I, we thought, hey, maybe the Rams should take a 5-yard penalty, even a 10-yard penalty, two 5-yard penalties, push this guy back to 57 yards and see if he can hit it. Apparently, he was hitting 60-plus yard field goals in the pregame. So we have to be happy about that. What else? Hey, early on, we had a good pass rush. It was pretty impressive. Now, we are working against the backup left tackle, but nonetheless, that's when you need to get to the quarterback. Kind of tailed off after that. And Royce Freeman had another good game. We'll get to the stats here in a minute. And I know it's probably not that comforting, but you got to give the Rams credit for not quitting. They closed out the first half with a 12-play, 75-yard drive and the touchdown. And then they opened up the third quarter with a 7-play, 75-yard drive That was a drive that was capped off by the Ben Skyronic touchdown. Unfortunately, the Cowboys answered with a 17-play drive, and that was pretty much the game. And how about Matthew Stafford's toughness? I'm questioning whether he should have been back in there after he banged up that thumb the first time, but still, got to salute the guy, one of the toughest quarterbacks to ever play the game. And Daryl Henderson in the passing game looked really good. Not so much in the run game. But that's it. That's all I got for you on the good side. What about the bad? Well, hey, what's going on with Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby? These guys used to be so reliable. Hit their hands with the ball and they will make the catch. And both of them really struggling right now. And I thought I'd never hear myself saying that, but it's the truth. And what else? Still some questions about the play calling. We had a couple of interesting play calls here. A little razzle-dazzle, that two-point conversion was really nice. And a couple of other screen plays. Hey, we saw a jet sweep. How about that? Getting too, too involved in the run game. But still, need to see more from this team. And maybe it's hard week to week to do that. Teams coming off a bye have a lot more time to prepare and pull off plays like that. But still, Sean McVay, the boy genius, I don't know. He's losing some street cred around here. And the ugly, I'm going to give you the three ugliest things. Number one, pass protection. They only got to Rams quarterbacks three times, but man, there was pressure all day long. The last number I saw was 16 pressures. They probably added a couple more after that. And yeah, Rob Havenstein was out. And yes, the Cowboys have a very good pass rush, but but Micah Parsons was not getting double teamed enough. 
Why don't we treat guys like that the way the opposition treats guys like Aaron Donald? Not a good scheme up front for the Rams. And also very ugly, once again, our special teams performance. Aside from our field goal kicker, Ethan Evans was off a little bit. Ethan Evans had a punt blocked and our punt coverage lacking as well. And you remember what happened last year against the Cowboys at SoFi? Demarcus Lawrence returns a strip sack for a touchdown. Cowboys kick off. Rams punt. Cowboys block the punt and turn it into a field goal. Hey, deja vu. That's what we saw here. Instead of a field goal, they got the safety. That safety put them up 19-3. to What a sequence that was. It's 10-3. to Matthew Stafford throws the pick six. Rams get the ball back. Punt, blocked, safety. Give the ball back to the Cowboys. They have a big punt return on the free kick. Go up 26-3. So, hey, you want your big plays of the game? That little sequence there pretty much sealed it up, as well as that call on the Cowboys' first drive on Quinton Lake. Don't need to make that call, Mr. Referee. Pointless. Had no effect on anything. It was just a gentle rerouting of the wide receiver. Not the intended wide receiver, by the way. Could have very easily just looked the other way, let the boys play, but no. Throw the flag, give the Cowboys life, and they turn that into their first touchdown. But hey, Rams probably would have lost regardless. And the other ugly thing, that pick six. You know, I was predicting a splash play by our defense. We needed a splash play by our defense to win this game. A pick six, a fumble recovery deep in Dallas territory, something, anything. And hey, we got a Jordan Fuller pick near the goal line, and that helped. But no, it was Matthew Stafford giving their defense a big play, handing them a big play with a poor throw, turns it into seven points for the Cowboys. Part of that sequence I already talked about, not a good look for Matthew Stafford. And hopefully he's okay. We'll get to that in a minute. But earlier reports are not good on the status of his thumb. And I'm going to add one other ugly item. The Rams' ability to rush the passer with some discipline. Dak Prescott converted at least two third downs with his feet. Rams did not do a good job of rushing Dak Prescott, keeping him in the pocket. Pass rush integrity it has been a problem all year for this team, and it continues to be. Again, not an item that probably would have changed the outcome, but something the Rams still need to figure out. My prediction, by the way, was Rams 24, Cowboys 3. What does this all mean? Well, like I said before this game, it was not a must-win game, and the Rams still have life. They have to go into Green Bay and get a win next week. No bones about it. Got to go into Green Bay, find a way to win. Whether it's Matthew Stafford or Brett Ripien, they got to get it done. If they get to four and five, they're alive. If they win and get to four and five, still a tough road, but they will still be relevant. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Let's revisit my fearsome four keys to the game. Well, one was run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And again, we didn't really get that done. A couple of early runs by Royce and Daryl were productive, but we kind of got away from that. And the game got away from us, so... Maybe we felt like we had to start moving the ball more quickly down the field. I don't think we did. Most of these keys become irrelevant when you're getting punts blocked and throwing pick sixes and such, giving up 50, 60-yard punt returns. Doesn't matter how much you run the ball in games like this, really. Here's some key number two, diversify the offense. A couple little tweaks this week, like that two-point conversion I already mentioned, but not much to talk about on this front, though. And again... When you give up a blocked punt, a pick six, and these giant punt returns, probably not going to matter much. And for some key number three, a splash play by our defense, not their defense. And that's what happened. It was their defense. And for some key number four, hit the damn field goals. And we hit two of them. So we finally get that done. If we had got that done last week, we would have won that game. We get the field goals this week when it's pretty much pointless. I'll go through some stats of note here. Stafford finished 13 of 22 for 162 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Ripien in relief, 5 for 10. Royce Freeman finished with nine rushes for 44 yards, 4.9 average, and one TD. Hey, this guy should have had 15, 20 carries. Daryl Henderson, 12 rushes for 31 yards, 2.6 average. He did better in the early parts of the game, later on struggled, but He was more impactful in the passing game. He was, in fact, our leading receiver, three catches for 54 yards. 
The big problem for the Rams was Dak Prescott was on six incompletions on the day, 25 for 31 for 304 yards and four TDs. That one interception, which is actually tipped twice. Tony Pollard had 53 yards rushing, so the Rams held him in check. But I really thought they were going to run more against the Rams, and maybe that was the problem. Maybe we should have wished they had because they had some pretty impressive numbers in the receiving category. C.D. Lamb, 12 catches for 158 yards and two TDs. Jake Ferguson and Brandon Cooks both had TDs. They combined for another 96 yards. And as I said, Henderson, the Rams' leading receiver, Bigby had 45 yards receiving, Nakua 43, and Cooper Cup, four catches for 21 yards. Not a typical Cooper Cup day. And we've had a couple of non-typical Cooper Cup days. Has me a little concerned. And Ben Skaronic, shout out to Ben Skaronic, his first NFL TD, one catch for 20 yards in the TD. Well, I'll go ahead and offer up my fearsome four big plays of the game. And they all happened in the first few series, and it allowed the game to get away from the Rams, and maybe it wouldn't have mattered. But because of these four plays, the Rams had dug a hole, and they were kind of dead in the water for the day. The first one was that illegal contact call on Quentin Lake. And I'm going to put that on the refs. Shouldn't have made that call. Cowboys turned that into a touchdown. They punt there. Maybe we have a slightly different game. So the Cowboys go up seven to nothing. Rams next drive. Cooper Cup gets tugged on inside the 10. Might have scored. Definitely would have been a first down. Now they called the first one on Quentin Lake. This one was more obvious and more impactful. Ref keeps the flag in his pocket and the Rams settle for a field goal. So so those two calls, you could theoretically argue, resulted in a 11-point swing, gave the Cowboys a touchdown, and forced the Rams to kick a field goal instead of scoring a touchdown. And you kind of get a feeling this game is not going to go our way. I think McVay needs to get more animated about these calls. He needs to go ballistic. These refs respect him a lot. And you don't necessarily want makeup calls. Well, maybe you do. But hey, bring it to their attention. You just screwed up twice. Next, you have the pick six by Stafford. They go up 17 to three. And next, we got to say the blocked punt, the blocked punt that put them up 19 to three. And if you want to add the fifth biggest play, of course, it's the punt return. Turpin returning it for 63 yards. And, and that's kind of a fallout from the blocked punt. Blocked punt and then a 63-yard punt return. You're just digging yourself a hole, and it's pretty much game over for the Rams. If I'm going to give out kudos for this game, I don't know, our new kicker, I suppose, two field goals. Hey, you know, Ram fans can get pretty excited nowadays for kicks that split the uprights, right? Clearly haven't seen enough of that. And I don't know who else I can call out. Is having a good game. Royce Freeman, he's getting it done. Matthew Stafford threw a couple of dimes early, but pick six kind of washes that out. Michael Hoyt getting some early pressure, as was Byron Young and Aaron Donald. Jordan Fuller with the pick. Jordan Fuller, I think, had a good game. Saw him flash a couple times. And Quentin Lake. Quentin Lake's a very good hybrid defensive back linebacker. He's going to be an asset to this team for the next few years, I have a feeling. And... Who do I need to call out for having poor games while well, Deion Kendrick continues to struggle? 
continues to get on highlight films for all the wrong reasons, had a bad penalty, poor coverage a couple of times, and the offensive line really struggled. But can't be too hard on them. They're missing their senior guy, the leader of that unit, Rob Havenstein. Joseph Nopun steps in, and they're going against Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. The coaching staff needs to help these guys out more. Parsons running free or going one-on-one way too often. I'm not going to take shots at the offensive line entirely, but the strategy, the tactics, and the performance added up for a pretty poor day for our offensive line. And like I said, our wide receivers seem to have too many of those, oh, I almost got that one catches. Uh, The opposition seems to be snaring everything, and even Puka Nakua struggled on a couple. Cooper Cup catches he usually makes. Tyler Higbee not stepping up for his team. Kind of disappointing. Usually review the refs at this point, and I think we've talked enough about them. They blew it on those first two series. It was pretty clear. The announcing crew, we got the Fox A team, Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, and they were fine. Now, I'm not sure if they brought it to the attention of the audience at all that the Cowboys are coming off their bye week, but if they did, they probably should have highlighted that more because it was pretty clear with all the audibling the Cowboys were doing and how efficiently their offense was clicking against this defense and how effective their pass rush was, that extra week helped a lot and it hurt the Rams. Really odd scheduling by the NFL, and it definitely impacted the margin of victory here, if nothing else. And finally, my coach's corner. I don't know, man. I just feel like this offense has become so predictable still. Really odd play calling. In a game like this, you can run the ball on the Cowboys. They're very good at defending the pass. I mentioned it in my preview. This is a team that you want to establish the run against. Kind of started to dabble in that a little bit, but we didn't stick with it. And that contributed to another very disappointing loss. Hey, that's probably our most disappointing loss since the couple that we had last year. Worse this year, of course. But on to Green Bay, where I think we can get a win. Hopefully Matthew Stafford can go. We'll find out more about that and talk about it in our Rams rehash tomorrow. If not, hey, let's start watching some Brett Ripien film. See what kind of shot we got at beating the Green Bay Packers. And these are not your Aaron Rodgers Packers. It's a very beatable team. Rams should be favored regardless of who's the quarterback, but I'm hoping it's Matthew Stafford. That's going to do it for this episode Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.